Well, you know, content creation is much harder than people believe. And for me, when I'm talking about content creation is the process of making that a priority in your daily routine. Because for the amount of growth that we have seen in our pages, like, you know, right now we're at 1.5 million on TikTok, we're at uh, 85K on, on Instagram, and that's less than a year. If you listen to our previous episode with Angie Gensler, we talk a little about social media and its relationship between you, your business, and yourself. And although it should be fun and engaging to use social media for your business and for yourself, according to my guest, Constantinos, it is, of course, also a matter of dedicating time each day for consistency, three hours to be exact. In this episode, we also take some time to resolve issues around the generational divide, which I recommend taking note of since it may be a factor in knowing your audience. Constantinos Sinodinos. It is good That's to have true. you here on Ecomotics. How are you doing today? How are you feeling? I'm great. I'm great. Although my preview, my uh, most favorite period of the year is summer and it's over. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, September in Greece is uh, almost like summer. So I, uh, I you know, I have still uh, summer is uh, habits going on. Going to the sea, seeing friends, you know, being a bit more relaxed, not working like crazy like I, did, I do in the winter. So yeah, everything is great. Yeah, and here in, in Canada, I'm in Toronto, Canada. We we learn about um, deferred gratification the hard way because it's fr- it's cold three quarters of the year, and then we get like one week in July that's perfect summer weather, not too humid, not too breezy. It's just it's just it's exquisite, and uh, and everybody rushes to the beach. So this one in particular, it just rained a bunch. So we had like one good camping trip, and I'm coasting off that for. Uh, 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 for the next six months. So, oh man, there are, I talked to, I talked to people all over the world, right? I talked to people in like San Diego and in, Cal, in, in California and they get summer all year round. And you know, it, it gets, it gets nighttime. It gets like 19 degrees and like, Oh, it's so cold. So whether it's supposed to be just this, you know, this, uh, this easy talking point where, you know, anybody can have a conversation about it, but it actually reflects a lot about people's psychology and mindset being, forced to contend with something beyond our control. And it's cold all year round. What does that do to a person's psychology? So there's actually a lot more to weather than, than that, but this is not a weather podcast. <laughs> I, I was tempted to just go off into the weather talk. I was, but open a question for you, my good man is tell us what are you up to these days? What do you do these days? Well, I do many things. Uh, I'm always active. I'm always uh, trying to to evolve, that's my 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 biggest um, the biggest flame that you know burns inside me. You know, always trying to evolve, trying new things, become better in the things that I want to become, uh, see new things, uh, expand my purpose, stuff like that. So, simply digital is one of the things that I am doing. Uh, this is what you know uh, got us more eyeballs on us. Uh, because you know of our TikTok growth and Instagram growth, but it's not the only thing that I'm doing. So I have another company. It's called uh, Challenge. I did it's, it's a platform for athletes. Um, so we're trying to help athletes because I was an athlete myself. So I'm trying to bring a platform uh, for athletes that help them evolve their career, um, chase their sports dreams, find you know relevant people, stuff like that. And in parallel, we have Simply Digital, which started as a marketing agency. But now it's becoming more like a movement uh, of, you know, enabling enabling people to um, make money online or to start a business or to evolve a business or to change a career to a much more meaningful career for them, stuff like that, which is going quite well. We're releasing now and in, in the beginning of October, the Simply Digital Academy, which will be a video course academy for people that want to learn about TikTok, Instagram growth, content creation, 
digital marketing basics, uh, because we are all about, you know, simplifying stuff that people want to learn. And guess what? People love simple stuff, especially online. So we're giving that to them. Yeah. And, and I think social media uh, in particular, it, it does seem like one of the, you know, the simpler paths that somebody can take, right? All they got to do is, you know, talk about something that they like, record videos uh, of it and, and be consistent with it. Um, so actually, I'm going to ask you, I guess, more of the, the, the flip side to that is, you know, what have you found from your experience has actually been some of the more tricky or one of the, some of the more difficult aspects of, you know, being able to grow and expand on uh, Instagram and TikTok? Well, you know, content creation is much harder than people believe. And for me, when I'm talking about content creation is the process of making that a priority in your daily routine. Because for the amount of growth that we have seen in our pages, like, you know, right now we're 1.5 million on TikTok, we're at uh, 85K on on Instagram, and that's less than a year. In order to get this kind of growth, you need to uh, treat social media like a priority, like a full-time job for you. So coming up daily with content ideas that really excite people is not easy. Craft them in a way that are really effective is not easy. And um, and also, this has a toll also on your mental health or your mood. It's not an easy thing. So that's what I always say to people that you know, content creation is a serious game. It's very beneficial if you do it right. It's not just, you know, I just drop a post and that's it, right? Or I uh, steal a post from somebody else or I copy a graphic and that's it. It's more than that. It's building a community. And building a community means many hours on your smartphone. You need to have the expectations set right because if you don't, you will end up either quitting or, you know, losing important stuff from your life, like your friends, your time, your relationship or whatever. <laughs> Right. There, there's two things that stick out to me. One of them is the mentality of uh, of making it a, a full-time commitment. Some of that um, it gets into even the, the practicality of, you know, how much time are we actually talking about uh, community building, the actual uh, creation of it, uh, I suppose, editing, doing drafts. So it, it can be uh, mystifying to think, well, how can this possibly take 40 to 60 hours out of my week? There's there's certainly that element of it. But what stuck out to me the most out of everything and reminded me of some of my own uh, career path is I think that there is an inability or um, a this, this forgetfulness or this neglection to remember to get the most value out of your work as you possibly can. And so one example that I draw from my own experience is back when I was an editor, uh, you know, and, and I get to listen to a lot of great guests, what I could do, and I didn't do it very often, but what I could have done was, you know, reach out to the guests afterwards and say, hey, I'm the editor for this podcast. I really liked what you're, you know, what you were talking about. And who knows where that's going to go? Maybe next thing I know, I have a phone call or I have a coffee with them. Next thing I know, they're actually saying, hey, I should, I should think about doing a podcast myself. Next thing I know, I've got this whole other thing. So let me bring this back to you. So what have you found has been some of the most meaningful things that you can do to make sure you're getting the most value out of it? Because you're not necessarily making money right away, but you want to know that you're getting as much as you can out of it when you're creating this content. Yeah. So you mean how you maximize the value you give to customer, to your yeah, audience? Maximize the value you give to the customer, but also maximize the value that you get the out audience. of it. Yeah. For me, the best way to win on social media is by expecting nothing out of it. That's that's for me the the greatest lesson from this year, because that's how I started TikTok. I was not expecting anything. I just wanted to genuinely go to the platform and share my own experience and showcase my own skills and showcase my own secrets or hacks and the, the stuff that I've spent the, the last 20 years uh, learning in, in marketing and digital marketing. And uh, 
it might, you know, appear like an overnight success to people. Like, you know, the Costadinos hit 1.5 million in eight months, but it's not the case. It's, you know, my content creation career goes back many years, right? I have tried YouTube. I've been a blogger. I've been a marketeer many years for big companies, had director roles in, um, in, in the corporate world and in big companies in Europe. So this comes from my experience. And then I evolved as a content creator to bring value in my own way in, the, into, in 2021 in the way that people want to consume content, right? And for me, it was like at the beginning when I joined social media and YouTube, I was very cautious about, you know, Selling stuff. I was like, oh my God, they were going to steal my secrets. My competitors are going to steal my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, my client, my potential clients will not come to me because they would know already the solution that I would share with them. And I realized that was a big bunch of crap. The equation that Gary V is screaming about all those years about, you know, giving value is totally true. So in a magic way, the more value you give, the more value you get. So the more value you give and selflessly i mean everything you know every single thing you know you can really share with your audience in a magic way this uh, builds a community which is the you know the most valuable thing for me on social media much more valuable than getting money out of your followers and you cannot really do that if you just give you know whatever you feel comfortable giving you need to share everything you know you have to be authentic and you have to be somebody who is willing to not, you know, uh, fool people in order to gain something, right? Mm-hmm. Be honest, be authentic, share everything you know, be consistent, and you're going to win if you do it consistently. There is no other way. What you reminded me of is, uh, again, uh, drawing back from my own experience, is, you know, we were talking to these potential clients, and I was explaining a lot to them. They hadn't signed up for anything like that. And then my, and then my producer, you know, the one who was running the network says, you know, you, you told them a little bit too much, you know, you, you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't be tr- so trusting of strangers like that. And that rubbed me the wrong way because I'm, I'm in agreement with you. You know, you want to be, you want to give and you want to be genuine about it. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested in hearing about your experience if people have pushed back on you against this mentality. If people say, Oh no, you're oversharing, you're, you're, you're giving too much. You know, you're not, you're not getting enough in return. Well, nobody told me because, you know, I'm the, the owner of the company. I don't have anybody telling me you're talking too much to people or sharing too much. It's my decision what I'm going to share. It was me talking to Costadinos and saying, oh, man, maybe you're giving too much away or something like that. And many of my clients were like that. We're like, why are you giving the, that info? And I was like, guess what? You called me because I did. So you didn't call me to tell me thank you that I shared my info with you and you're running now your ads alone. You realize that I give too much value and that's why you called me to do the job for you, right? So people are surprisingly lazy, although all the info we need out there is available. Everything. Everything you need to know to be successful, to be a millionaire, to be a great marketeer, to be a chemist, to be whatever you want, a nuclear scientist is out there for free right? But people are too lazy to connect the dots. They're too lazy. So I have my, my, my content on my page is super simple. I have like websites. I wish I knew earlier. There's a series. I have mm-hmm. mobile apps. I wish I knew earlier. So all you got to do in order to find something is just check my, te- my last 10, 15 posts and see what I'm talking about. People are lazy to do that. And they're coming to my DM asking to, ma- to be mouth fed, right? They don't want to do the simple thing. So guess what? They will not, 
even bother to uh, to do the things that I I showcase in my more sophisticated videos that I showcase, you know, real solutions that should be paid for. So even if people believe that, you know, uh, they're giving away too much is, is a great way to showcase that they know the game, they, they have authority in that. And that's how they earn uh, the trust from people. They will not lose money by giving away too much. All right. So here's, here was uh, the, the question that I've, I'm among the ones I've been excited to ask you. This is the one that I've been the most excited to ask you because, you know, as part of your your, your profile, um, front center is, is no bullshit uh, going on here. We've been touching on this in here or there, but this is one of the ones that I really wanted to talk to you about because as, you, as we kind of just talked about before we started recording, it's prevalent. And it's a bit of a generational issue as well. So uh, take it away. What is, here, I'll start you with this. So what's the common problems that you're encountering? We want to get to those, but I'm also wondering if you also spotted some more rarer instances of it, like some, some bullshit that doesn't come up nearly as often, but for some reason it's coming up every now and then. So I'm just curious if anything fits that bill, but broad, broad topic. What's, uh, what's getting on your nerves? What's causing, what's, what's, what's you, what are you considering to be bullshit these days? What really, what really frustrates me and it's sad to see that from the new generation is the amount of hating that I see on the, on social media platforms and especially on TikTok. And I don't know if it, it has to do because, you know, the default setting of uh, TikTok is uh, watching videos that are on the For You page. So it's people that you're not following, right? So you open the app and randomly you start consuming content from unknown people. Get me? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, my problem with TikTok is it's addictive. I've uninstalled yeah. it and reinstalled it like 10 times in this last <laughs> month. I just, it's, it's a, I don't know if I'm winning or losing the battle, but it, for what it's worth, it is helpful for me to be on TikTok because it's part of our marketing strategy. Anyways, that's so, yeah. just so you know, that's some of my familiarity with it. People are seeing random people and I don't know, they have the feeling that are, you know, their comments are not being seen or they are, you know, unknown or they have the, uh, they're entitled to say something hateful because they don't know them or it's random people you know, on their screen. And the amount of hating comments that I see to a person that, you know, is not dancing or is not uh, being polarizing or is not controversial or is not talking about sensitive topics. All, of, all I'm doing on TikTok is, you know, is showcasing to people how to make money, how to grow their businesses, how to learn digital, uh, what kind of platforms they can use to do something better. And still they hate me. You know, many people are hating me. Like, like you know, they're randomly coming and they... You're a scam, you're an idiot. Uh, what kind of accent is that? How you talk like that? Uh, you look like shit or whatever. So, and I'm like, why somebody is doing that? I'm trying to, to get into the, you know, in the human behavior. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to understand because when I was a kid, I was not doing that, for example, to random people, or I was not commenting. I didn't have social media back then, but I'm trying to understand what is causing that, causing that. And that for me is the most frustrating thing that I see online. I, I have learned to live, you know, I have learned to live with that. So I'm ignoring totally those comments, those trolls. I know how, you know, why this is happening. But this is probably the thing that I struggled a lot to deal with at the beginning until I learned to ignore it, you know. I'm part of the millennial generation. So, I, you know, I, for the first seven years of my life, I didn't have internet access. And I got a brief glimpse as to what life is like without the internet access. And then we had internet access and, well, I've uh, had it ever since, and it's brought a lot of good. 
it's, you know, it's given me most of my meaningful employment has been by way of the internet. Um, you know, most of the contacts, you know, most of my ability to contribute to society is thanks to the internet. So would I have found a way to contribute to society with the internet? Probably. I don't know. I mean, you can always get a job at a grocery store, but for, there is a lot of good that comes from the internet. And I think one of the, there's a number of issues here to unpack, but one of them I think is positivity tends to be the thing that we take for granted whereas negativity tends to be the thing that sticks out and is very potent on, on our minds. Um, the, good, the good is what we get used to, and, we just, and it becomes part of our day-to-day life. Like, it is good that I have a warm room or pool yeah. if I so choose. It's good to be on the internet. It's good to have you here on Ecomonic. It is, it is constantly good. We live in good. So when there is not good, and when there's, when there's negative, when there's evil, even, we go into a very natural response, which is we want to push back on it. We want to deal with it. Uh, we want to get away from it as, as quickly as we can. And we can't because they're thousands of miles away, they're hidden behind a barrier. I, I mean, I have more to say on the subject because you know I've, I can share my experience with you and see what we can, we can figure out here. But I'll pause for a second in case you wanted to comment on that. Yeah, no, you're totally right. You're totally right. Every We always tend to focus on the things that you know are... The things that stand out, right? Even if you are, if you, if you were in a very very negative situation with everything negative around, you would probably focus on the one single positive thing that happened. Mm-hmm. So we tend to focus on what stands out. If it's negative, we stand, you know, we focus there. If it's everything is negative and there is something positive happening, we're focusing there. So. I believe it's a tendency of people of send, you know, focusing on something that stands out, uh, grabs their attention, that it's different from what is happening in their norm, in their everyday life. So that's how I explain it myself. So I, like I said, I've been on the internet for, for quite some time and I've been a piece of garbage, you know, uh, when I was younger. I got it out of my system, but I was that person that, you know, maybe if I was that age now, I might be the person that's saying uh, awful things. And I mean, we, I remember, you know, I was part of this community of content creators and one guy was constantly getting, you know, rewarded for what was content that was rather cheap and easy to make. People were getting upset. People were, were lashing out because they were invested in the platform and they were content creators themselves. So there, there, there is an element of like feeling they need to come to the defense of, of something yeah. that they're invested in. Um, there is that element. And then really, I think the, the, the final part, just to summarize it, is it, it, it's a form of addiction. When I say addiction, usually there are a few things that come to mind. And then there's things that we have become so used to that we've, we forget that they're addictive in itself. Caffeine, sugar. Uh, and being a prick. <laughs> what, what I found is there, there's not enough of an ability to deploy a countermeasure. You know, you can report somebody, you can block them, but th- the damage is already done. Right? They, they said something awful and you know, they're getting their dopamine hit because they enjoyed being a, being a jackass. But you know, they're, they're, other than that, there's, there's not much else that you can do other than have pity on them because you know, most of them don't end up really doing anything significant in the end of the day. True. So the other thing that I wanted to ask you about as well in regard in regards to this is a lot of young people are, are are lazy, guilty. From your point of view, where do you think that this laziness is coming from? Is it like we just we have too many things that make us feel good uh, or too, yeah. many, uh, too much access to pleasure has made it uh, difficult to, you know, suck it up and think, do some actual I work think for we're a while? Living, yeah, I think we're living in the era of instant gratification in everything. You know, mm-hmm. you post a picture, you get instant gratification and validation with likes and comments. You 
go on Tinder and you get in a, you know, you match with somebody and you might date in 20 minutes or, um, you know, you post something and you get a client in the next day. So we have been trained uh, in the online world of getting things easier than we used to, right? Or download a song. I remember in my, in my, in my first internet days, we were waiting for, I don't know, three hours for a song to be downloaded. So imagine how much we were valuing mm -hmm. that song, right? Or before that, when I was trying, I remember I was with my stereo, uh, listening to the radio songs that I was uh, having a radio station on. And I was waiting for that moment, for that song to, to come and play in order to put uh, to play, to put, uh, you know, record mm -hmm. and start recording the song so I can hear it back. And I was having my songs in a um, in a tape with uh, ads in the middle or the speaker <laughs> of the radio talking, and I was still valuing it that because you know it was hard gained, right? Mm -hmm. Now this is not anymore the case. So you're downloading songs in seconds, or you're meeting people in seconds. You were you're swiping up people in seconds. So you're not valuing in the same way anything the same way that we used to. So. That's what I believe makes people lazy because they don't have to try so hard to get things. And they believe also that the same rule applies to everything else. A good relationship, friendships, um, a, you know, an online business, um, a, a real business, whatever. They believe that what they have been trained in their life applies to everything, but this is not the case. Yeah, I remember I only tried using a cassette once or twice and, or even uh, VHS. And even stuff that we owned, we still it still took time because you had to rewind the film all the way back to, to the beginning. Even that took a, a little bit of time. So, you know, you, you're talking about acquire acquisition took time. Even the ownership of it itself took time. I remember playing uh, video games as a kid. It took a while to even just get the cartridge to load up because we had to keep blowing into it, scrolling to channel three. So, uh, the, the the tension release is just it's a it's in a very different situation than it is now again this is more of like um, a gamble question i hope maybe there's something interesting that we'll get out of it if not that's okay we can always move on we talked about some of the common i'm i'm wondering if there's anything uncommon have you seen excuses that people make that don't come up very often but still stick out to you i don't think there is any uncommon excuse anymore i mean i've heard everything possible and normally most of the excuses are like uh three four different categories the first one is that, you know, I don't have the time, right? Or it's too expensive for me. I cannot afford to do it or to try to start my business or to uh, run my social media or to invest in a course or to invest in my consulting calls, for example. And still, they pay 1.5K for an iPhone. Um, so everything is a matter of priorities. So people don't really make a priority what they claim that it's important for them. Because it, it turns down, it, turn, it turns up that it's, it's not a priority. If you, if you want to make something a priority, you invest time, you invest money, you make it a top priority in your life and your habits. And that's how it, it depicts in your routine. Uh, otherwise, you're, not, you're just making excuses. And for me, the, the greatest excuse is the way that people are trying to hide the fact that they're not prioritizing something. And they're making excuses about money or time, or they have a family now and they need to feed their babies or I don't know, whatever. So I don't really remember any kind of, you know, super crazy excuse, but yesterday, for example, on Instagram, I got frustrated so much with the guys. He was like, 
he had two posts. He had two posts only. So his page was like, I don't know, five days, seven days old. So he was like, please, sir, can you, can you help me? I'm struggling to get to 30,000 followers and I cannot. Can you help me? I'm like, man, what the fuck? You have two posts and you believe that you're entitled to 30,000 followers for what? So, you know, this is not something uncommon. I get that all the time. People are uh, running social media for a month or 10 days and like, I cannot make it. What I'm doing wrong. You're not making anything wrong. You're doing it for too little. Mm -hmm. People don't have, you know, the basic level of patience to give time to something because of the, the discussion we had before. They believe that everything is fast, mm -hmm. but it's not. One of the big things that I learned this last year is the structure and what you need to understand about what makes your product successful. It doesn't really come until you start. As meticulous as somebody can be in the plan and to strategize going into it, there are so many wild cards and there's so many things, so many variances that can occur on a day-to-day -day basis. You're far more likely to have a clear vision of what you're doing once you're actually in the, in the midst of doing it. So let's go into the, uh, the, the application of this. So are, are you still um, committing you know, 40 hours a week to, to content creation or is it, or, you know, or you're balancing that with the, your other priorities? What's your week to week look like these days? No, I'm not investing 40 hours in content creation for sure. Uh, I used to spend a lot of time on Instagram when I started this journey like 14 months ago uh, because I understood what Instagram is all about uh, after so many years that I was working on Instagram. So I focused on building a community, establishing connections, relationships, DMing people, commenting on posts, uh, nurturing my current audience. So I focused a lot of that on that. And I spent, I might be spending, I don't know, a couple of or, or hours or three hours per day just in community engagement. Uh, and apart from that, I had also to create my content, my carousels back then. I was creating those 10-slide carousels that are really um, and engaging in, on, on Instagram. And then when TikTok came into the equation, I was spending like not more than two hours per day on content creation, coming up with ideas, posting the whole thing, engaging with the community. So I tried to, to make it you know, uh, a bit less because I had other stuff to do. I have a marketing agency. I have to... I work with my clients, with my employees, with my team. Um, I have my other company, uh, Champions ID. Now I'm launching my academy. So I had to make time for everything. And that's why I'm trying to be as efficient as I can in my content creation. Because for me, it's super important to, to still be consistent and deliver every single day a piece of content. And I haven't missed a, a day of posting for the last 14 months. I haven't, uh, I posted on my birthday, I posted in New Year's Eve, <laughs> in Christmas Day, so I didn't I lose a day of posting because for me it's important to stay uh, consistent and make it a habit. Mm -hmm. And when when you were, uh, you know, um, building your, your Instagram uh, uh, presence, uh, was it you on like your, your personal Constantinos brand or were you um, doing it on behalf of either one of your companies or another company? No, we start, I started the page as uh, simplydigital.gr, which is my domain name, mm -hmm. uh, because Simply Digital was not available back then. So I used that handle on, uh, on Simply Digital. Then I added my personal name, so Costadinos, because I wanted to give a personal touch uh, and build a personal brand rather than having you know uh, a nameless marketing agency page. I thought it was much, much more engaging and much more impactful for people. And, That was a wise decision. And then when I went to TikTok, I found the, 
the handle simply digital free. I, uh, I took it, so I kept uh, building on the simply digital kind of name, um, and probably I will stick to that. Although I would be willing to uh, to have my name, you know, because you know when you build a personal brand, the wisest thing to do is use your name. But guess what? My name is too difficult. <laughs> it's too difficult for people, and especially non-Greeks. And I was like, okay, nobody's gonna remember that easily. But Costadino is something that people know. Uh, most of people that follow me know that I am Costadino. So I'm building together simply digital and Costadinos right now. I, yeah, I mean, one of my best friends from high school was uh, was Albanian. His name is Kostian, but um, I think it, it actually translates to uh, to Constantinus as well, or yeah. or Constantine as well. So I've had a, like a slightly higher degree of a, a exposure to it. But yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's certainly not the norm. So actually, I checked out your Facebook page, um, and and I, and I and I love just how dense and how well, yeah how condensed a lot of information can be in a very short amount of time. It's like you know five five websites to, to check out or five apps to check out. Um, or here's this, here's this game development one that one stuck out to me because I'm a nerd. What's your discovery process? You know, how, how is it, are you drawing from this community that you've been building all this time and, and you know, it's coming to you nat- naturally like, Oh, okay. I, you, I, I'm seeing a lot of, um, of music apps today. I guess I'll do an app video. I'm just wondering how you actually, yeah. di- you know, discover what to share with others. By the way, you know, my Facebook page is my least uh, engaged community. So I'm not even, you know, putting time on my Facebook page. I believe that Facebook is dead, to be honest, mm-hmm. on an organic uh, level. Yeah, I, I should mention when I looked at that, they looked like they were the TikToks. They were just repurposed on the yeah, Facebook. That's what I do. That's yeah, what yeah. I do. I'm creating okay, extra. Yeah, and the, 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 that's the, the, what I do also on Instagram in 80% of the cases. So I'm using the same videos on TikTok and Instagram. And I'm also posting some uh, some Instagram carousels on Instagram. So my community is to focus on, on or anybody who wants to Check me out is TikTok and Instagram. So the way that I created content was at the beginning, I was just focusing on showcasing stuff that I knew that were quite intriguing. So I was looking for that wow element from people because I, I knew that that was what will help me grow on TikTok. Um, and because that's what makes people save the content or share it with their friends or watch it again to understand the process of what you did. And that makes a video viral. So uh, I was looking for those kind of platforms, tools that I had saved in my bookmarks, and I was um, I was surprised when I initially found them or things that other creators were presenting. And I thought that you know if I put my own angle on that, it might be even more interesting. So that's how I started creating some lists with you know tools and uh, ideas that I want to explore and create videos about. And I started doing that and. Uh, when I saw that the title of, uh, of the series got viral, like, you know, websites I wish I knew earlier, my first video got like 6 million views or something like that. And uh, I said, okay, maybe I, I need to do a second part of that video because I saw that from other creators as well, you know, doing another series. And now we have, you know, uh, two, three series that like, I don't know, 30, 40 videos each. And we keep doing that because people love it and they're asking for that. As I as I as I commented it before I asked you the question, it's you know it's a, it's a potent um, amount of information, and it but, it, but it, you never know. Right? Next thing you know, it expands into someone's mind, and next thing you know, they're committing you know hours to to something that uh, is actually going to be rather significant, rather game changing for them, and and bring that gratitude back to you. So uh, it's it to, to me, it's I've I've never honestly I've never been a huge fan of social media. Um, just because of the disparity between the face people put on versus, you know, their actual faces. But 
when it comes to you know sp- um, spreading information, it's it's the most refined and the most yeah most dense way to to do it. So that's that's my positive take on that. I have some questions about your about your your business as well. I always like to you know look around and see what services you offer, and I'm always keen to identify stuff that sticks out, stuff that I haven't asked other people before. Uh, you would think that it gets harder as I do this show. That's because it does, but also you know it also gives me a little bit of a um, more I guess perspective, a little bit more. Uh, there's another word for it. I can't come up with it right now. So never mind. <laughs> one of the ones that, that stuck out to me, I can't believe I never asked anybody about this, but you know, yeah, one of the one of the content you offer is uh, is a press release. Uh, I, I can't, it's, been, it's been a while I'm doing the show. I haven't asked anybody about it. So what has to happen? I guess in order to justify a press release, like what's caused to actually do one. Uh, is it a product release? Is it you know an update for uh, for for their website? Like you know where do you draw the line between you know what you don't need to do a press release for that versus oh yeah maybe you should. And then uh, I'd love to know you know what go, what goes into it and what's the process for creating one. Two things on that. The, the first thing is that when I created Simply Digital, we were aiming to create a marketplace of services. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't meant to be a marketing agency. It was meant to be a marketing platform uh, where people would come in. And they will get experts in specific services that they tend to look for, you know, hours or months mm-hmm. to find, you know, uh, um, credible professionals. So that was the initial idea. It didn't work out like that uh, in Greece because when we lost it in Greece, people were not really don't really know what they were looking for. So they want to talk to somebody on the phone and then be guided and offer a service. So. Before we knew, we were a marketing agency, not a marketplace. <laughs> so those services were uh, back then, you know, when we tried to make it a marketplace, but then we realized that we can really sell it to clients that come to us and they have a, a new platform or a new product. And it's worth being shown to the media because many times, you know, media are really looking for news. They're li- really looking for new stuff. And uh, all you need to know or all you need to do is just, you know, give them the story. So if you do it in a nice way, in an intriguing way, because, you know, uh, news is all about telling stories and interesting stories. So if you talk about, you know, Costadinos, who was an ex-athlete and who got disappointed by the corporate world and uh, created a platform to help athletes um, make their dreams come true, this is a newsworthy story. So I can help you create this kind of story and sell it to the media so you can get some PR hits, right? That's the idea. It's not like everybody can get PR coverage for free. Some can get paid coverage, but some people can get it for free because it's newsworthy what they do. So I just uh, touch on that uh, briefly. So when you're, you know, when you're reaching out to, to to media, is it the kind of question? These things they tend to be case by case basis, but that's all right. Um, you're you have like a rolodex say of what media outlets you you think are worth reaching out to. Is it uh, just reaching out to all of them, seeing what sticks, being selective about who you who you contact. You mean when it comes to peer coverage? Yeah. For my own reason or for my clients? Uh, I'm thinking for, for clients, uh, but if there's anything you want to say about for yourself as well, I'm happy to hear that too. So for me, personally, I don't do paid PR. I've never done paid PR. I have many uh, publications in my name because we, uh, we won the, the Entrepreneurship Award in Greece twice with my, uh, my startup company. We were awarded... We're the only company from Greece that was awarded in the U.S. back in 2016 from the Obama administration. So that got a lot of noise in the media natively without doing anything. And 
I know some people in the media, so it's not like, you know, it's not US, Greece. I mean, we have specific media outlets, so I know who are the people that I can contact in order to get a story about a beauty article or a startup, which is tech-related, or a marketing blog, or, you know, you name it. So that's how we separate uh, where we need to send the story. That checks out. The other service that I was uh, was personally curious about, too, was the uh, Google Search Hacks. I, I don't know it too much about it, but, you know, what are you? What exactly is the process here? What are you looking for? What are you looking to do for people who are interested in that? Are you referring to my post, like, a um, couple of weeks ago? I do believe, and what this was... Um, yeah, it was either a post or it was a uh, a service that was offered. Yeah, it does say your Google search hack service. There are no real, you know, Google hacks or Facebook hacks or whatever. There are ha- things that really work and that's what makes them hack. Uh, all you need to do is, you know, consistently do the work. When you realize what are the things and the points that really make something uh, a hack. So... In order to explain what I'm talking about, ranking in Google, it's not, you know, uh, rocket science or something. It's all about understanding what are the things that people are looking for, because what Google is, is all about Q&A. We come there, we ask, and they give the answers, right? And the competition of everybody is becoming the answer. So if you want to become the answer, you need to understand the question. And realizing what are the questions of your audience is a real hack. That's what you need to train yourself, how you can really investigate and research and understand what are the hack, the, the questions that your audience is doing daily. So when you do that and you uh, know exactly what's happening, you can really create content that answers those questions. That's it. And you okay. do that with research tools. Uh, with SEO tools, stuff like that. I see. So so what you're doing is you're looking for a tool that's uh, looking to ask the question. You're trying to find out what the questions are people are asking. So that way you can figure out what the answers are. Oh, okay. Now that Shopify has upgraded to version 2.0, we needed to make sure we were up to speed. So we've released version 4.0 to ensure that we're 100% equipped to take advantage of the 2.0 revolution. If you haven't upgraded your store, head on over. And if you haven't gotten started, now's as good time as any. You know, I do get to talk to people pretty much all throughout the world. And I think you're the first person that I've spoken to in, you know, in, in Greece. Um, so one thing I'm, uh, I'm personally curious about is, you know, advantages and disadvantages uh, working from your location, like penetrating the United States. You said you were, um, you know, you were recognized by the Obama administration. Uh, I, I'm, I'm wondering about the connection there is how, you know, there's a lot of businesses going on throughout the world. How was it that what you were doing was recognized by the U.S. president? When, we, when I created the, the platform Challenge ID, which is a LinkedIn of sports in a way, uh, we wanted to register athletes in the platform. That was back in 2015. So it turned out that Europe was really premature in understanding the benefit of such a platform. And U.S. athletes, so high school athletes, college athletes, which were much more ready to be introduced in such a platform and to understand the value of the tool. So we reached out to many athletes uh, through social media, through our uh, Instagram page, explaining what we're doing, what is the benefit of joining the platform. We were introducing them uh, through our social media, uh, creating some nice graphics for them, etc. So this created a snowball and a momentum. And we had many, many athletes joining the platform and setting that with their friends and so forth and so on. And uh, we turned out having 30, 40,000 
registered athletes from US started also the movement in Europe as well because you know Europe is always trying to copy US when it comes to sports so after that they were like oh my god I want to be in that platform as well so when we won the competition the entrepreneurial competition here in Greece uh, we also were signified there was a the the, the the global entrepreneurship summit competition back then we entered the competition and we won so uh, we were invited in Silicon Valley and that brought us to uh, you know to being awarded and being part of uh, the the global summit back then did you encounter any um, issues or difficulties in marketing to you know the sports athletics sides in specific because in my in my mind I imagine that you know they're not as they're just not on their computers as often I mean they have, they have to be out training and um, and, and so on. Whereas, you know, if you want to market to a nerd like me, I'm on my computer my entire yeah. life, you know? <laughs> so I, I, the exposure to me seems to be rather, you know, uh, just, just less of it in, in that side. So what challenges were you running into when you were trying to you know, reach out to the athletics community? Yeah. So the challenge was not to find them because, you know, they're all, all day here mm -hmm. when they're not training, they're here. Mm -hmm. So that's the easy part, you know, finding them on Instagram or Facebook or, mostly on Instagram, back then was very easy. Uh, the tricky part was to engage with them and, and make them understand that this is a tool that they need to use daily if they want to make it valuable for them. And, you know, training people into a habit is very difficult. If they don't already have the habit or they have an instant gratification about mm -hmm. using something, like LinkedIn, for example. When I joined LinkedIn as a professional, that was... I had a different kind of background, a different skills versus an athlete. I was like, okay, I created my CV. Now what? Do I get a job? Do I get a contact? Where's my instant gratification <laughs> here? So I couldn't really realize that well, that was a commitment that I need to create my profile, go back again, network with others, showcase my skills, post an article. And athletes are not like that, right? So we couldn't really train them becoming that kind of thing. So we started pivoting, understanding them, uh, trying to make it easier for them, introduce different kinds of things, um, somebody to guide them through the process or whatever. And we're still trying to increase the level of value we provide, provide to them by understanding them better. So that was the, the biggest challenge. And uh, that was a big lesson for me as well, because although I was a, an athlete myself, I didn't really see that. I didn't really see that when I had to see it. And... Um, it's a tough lesson because I was I had invested a lot of money to create a web platform be, before even testing uh, the concept, even on a, I don't know in a Google Sheet, you know. So that's that's a great tip for anybody who wants to create any kind of digital product. First of all, with minimum uh, amount of investment, make sure that you have a case, you have a a product that solves a real problem that people are willing to pay for. Touching on the the instant gratification issue of, of athletes, I mean it's a, it's a human thing. So I think regardless of what profession somebody takes, although I would take a guess here that being in, in athletics, they at least understand the element of you have to you know you have to work and you have to commit to something, you have to invest in something in order to get the results you're looking for. You know they have to be routinely go to the gym, routinely train, um, study recovery time on all of that. So was any of that mindset useful to you in helping explain to them, like, look, this doesn't work out right away, but you know, this is, it's the same thing as like going to the gym. I use that. I use that, you know, but it doesn't really work like that. So, <laughs> oh, uh, 
they know they know the process of uh, working out and getting results after some years. They they have been raised uh, to know that. So this is the process. Nobody can really uh, challenge that. But when it comes to something new, they don't really get it so fast. And especially when it comes to technology and social media and stuff like that. So, but it helped me personally. So being an athlete and being disciplined and being able to to do my reps daily mm-hmm. was something that helped me a lot in my content creation or building stuff or doing again and again and again the same things, uh, which is not easy, but it's necessary if you want mm-hmm. to uh, to build a digital presence. We got a bit of time before we hit the hour mark, and I and I'd like to hear you know your your history with the athletics um, and you know what how it tra- how you were transitioning from that into you know the digital marketing space. Yeah, so I, I used to be a martial arts uh, martial arts athlete. So I started practicing karate uh, back when I was like I don't know nine years old, ten years old. I was seriously bullied in my school years. Mm-hmm. I was a bit chubby, a bit shy. You know, I was a kid that was not very popular. So that got me into uh, a lot of bullying back then. So uh, my reaction, and because karate was very popular back then with Karate Kid and all those Bruce Lee movies and stuff like that, I was like, okay, I want to find a dojo and start practicing so I can kick some asses. So uh, I started doing that. It turned out that I was really good in that. I was natural. So I was selecting the national team of Greece. I spent uh, 10 years in that. I I won uh, a couple of times the world championship. That boosted my confidence, boosted my confidence, helped me become disciplined as a person. And that's how I always wanted to do something, to find a way, you know, to bridge my two passions, business and sports. And that's how my platform, you know, came out as an idea. And it was the reason why I quit my corporate life back then after 10 years. That was my my initial intention, you know, of making a Champions, a Champions Idea global platform. And then through the process, I realized that you know, my expertise and my marketing expertise and the things that I learned through the process of making a platform work can really help many other people as well. And that's how Simply Digital came also uh, in the game. And I'm grateful that I I, uh, I had another child and didn't stick to the, the first one because it, it really helps me also for my first kid as well. So for Champions ID. So it's a great journey. And that's why I always say to people, Take that leap of faith, you know, of whatever you want to try online or business-wise, because there is a magic way of always, you know, uh, finding the road that is meant to be for you. It might not be the one that you see as a first, you know, the, the, your first vision is not might might not be the uh, the ultimate one. But trust the process, keep evolving, keep trying things, and you will end up, you know, where you need to be. Yeah, I mean, from even from the from the very very beginning of this conversation, it's just the the, the motivation to you know expend your energy and put it out into into the ether, and and it does come back, and and we only understand so much about how energy works, but we seem to understand that if we put it out in a, in that positive way and we're helping others, it does come back. I, I went through some of the same problems that you went through, by the way, in in elementary school. Um, I didn't get very far in in karate; I only got an orange belt. Um, and I learned, don't tell people you're taking karate because people are like, oh, hi, you're going to get me with your kabuki stuff. I never actually got into a fight. There was a few times where I wish I did because one of the, I know we're, we're almost done here. I'm just letting it out of my system. Uh, you know, one of the, one time somebody, he grabs my arm uh, and I know the technique, which is, you know, you push it off with your, with your uh, open hand and then palm strike. And, and I keep writing that scenario through my head, like, man, I wish I just palm strike that guy. Did you actually end up getting into uh, any, uh, any fights? Yeah, when I was younger and I was like, uh, 
it was, you know, I was in my early 20s. I was in great shape back then. You know, I was competing. I was a world champion. So I had a huge amount of confidence and everything. And um, I'm, I'm a guy who has a, you know, a Mediterranean temperamento. You know, I'm half Italian, half Greek. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not very easy to be calm and, you know, very, <laughs> uh, very chilled. So, when, and that was when I was driving a motorcycle here in Athens because it's super dangerous. Mm-hmm. And you have many people, you know, uh, really can really, you know, put you on the floor for nothing. So I was really getting furious with people that were driving recklessly and, you know, without being cautious. And I was having a lot of many fights back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I realized that it's super dangerous, not because of, you know, me being hurt or something, because you can turn up, you know, being in jail. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, yeah. you know, you can really push somebody, not just hit, you know, just push somebody. He can fall down on the floor, hit his head, goodbye, hello, jail, jail time for 15 years out of nowhere. So, or somebody, some crazy guy can, you know, pull out a gun and shoot yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, so, and nobody ever fights in jail, right? So. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, after a while, I realized I was stupid and uh, I, 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 you know, I try to be much more uh, chilled and calm and, you know, focus on the important things of life and ignore the trolls in the road like I do now with social, you know. That was the thing that always stopped me. Uh, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to, this is going to go my permanent record. I'm going to get suspended. I'm going to get expelled. Then, you know, uh, arrested, going to get taken to court. And there's always that pushback that, that I guess, you know, it, it keeps more, more fights from breaking out. But um, what I, I guess what I appreciate uh, about it is, it makes me weigh whether or not this is really the hill I want to die on, or is it, and you know what, maybe it's better to, to, to pass on this. So anyways, yeah. rare, rare chances no, do I get to get that out of my system. Exactly. And yeah. you know, you realize that the true power is always, you know, secure and strong to live and make a fight be dismissed rather than initiate the fight. So mm-hmm. uh, that's a true strength. And that's what we teach also in self-defense. I mean, the first lesson that I do when I was teaching self-defense is try to uh, distract somebody even for a second and run. That's it. There's no technique, nothing to be brave or to be the, you know, the hero that you see on the TV series. Just fucking run. Mm-hmm. There's no, there are no heroes in jail, you know, or in the, in the death yard. So just run and make yourself uh, find a way to leave the fight, to disengage. That's the, that's the key. Yeah, if you want to be a hero, become a doctor. Now be the person yeah, exactly. that, that that picks up the pieces after the fights are, are over. Exactly, yeah. exactly. All right, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up, but I just wanted to ask uh, one more question just for the fun of it, um, because I, whenever I get a chance to talk to people from different parts of the world, I'd like to walk away with a little tidbits of um, of uh, I guess like a I don't know like a verbal souvenir or something like that. But um, anything uh, interesting about Greece that people don't normally know about your country? Well, I'm a seed junkie myself, and that's why you see that you know. The, the color of my brand is turquoise. It's like the, the color of the sea mm-hmm. of Greece that you see in the islands and the card posters and everything. So um, uh, that's why, you know, although I've lived abroad, I was always coming back to live in Greece because mm-hmm. I'm addicted to the sea. I wanna, I'm, I'm looking at the sea right now out of the window. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's for me, it's really important to be happy and to, um, uh, to wake up with a smile in my face. And... Uh, doesn't matter if it's Greece or whatever. I just always say to people, just do things that you love and uh, be in places and with people that make you feel happy. 
Because at the end of the day, even if you make, I don't know, 50K per month and you hate your office and your boss and everything doesn't, doesn't worth it, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't worth it. So do things that make you happy. For me, it's the turquoise of, uh, of the sea. For you might be, I don't know, Vancouver and the Grizzlies, whatever. <laughs> that that goes into the the camp of fights i'm i uh, i only fantasize about getting into <laughs> yeah been great to, i mean great to meet you uh great to talk you to too, you man. great to share some knowledge macro knowledge micro knowledge all that good stuff um that's why i'm honored and privileged to be able to do this uh do this podcast here uh the final parting question is if you have any last bits of wisdom you're free to share it but i'm you know we, we spent the last five minutes doing that so i i'll give it the floor once more just in case but other than that, also let the audience know how they can make contact with you. Yeah, so uh, you, you can find me as Simply Digital uh, everywhere. So uh, if you search for me on TikTok or on, or on my uh, uh, my website, simplydigital.gr, my Instagram is simplydigital.gr as well. So you can reach out to me in my DM. I answer to everybody uh, more than my emails. So you can reach out to me for whatever you want. And uh, I would... Just tell to people, to say to people that, you know, at some point of time, you're going to realize that regrets is the heaviest burden that you can carry as a person. So if you want to start a podcast, do it today. Today, I mean, tonight, not today, like right now. Uh, If you want to start a social media page to share your experiences or your thoughts or whatever, do it right now. Whatever you want to do online business-wise, start the community first. Start with that, no matter how quick and dirty it is or um, semi-perfect or whatever you believe that it is. And you will figure it out later. Later, Nobody has figured it out from the get-go. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody has planned everything so perfectly that, you know, everything evolves from that moment in a perfect row. Nobody. We all pivot every single day. We all love the process. And that's the beauty of it. You know, the journey is the, is the greatest thing. You having podcasts that have, I don't know, five viewers or six or seven, it's part of the process. You need to love it. And you might love it more than when you're gonna get 1 million uh, you know, listeners. Mm-hmm. It's sexier, the, the struggle is sexier than the success sometimes. So That's enjoy true. the process, take the first step, you know, and you're gonna figure it out. Excellent. The only thing that I can add to that was a metaphor that I came up with last episode, which is the water is the coldest before you get in. Right, people are like dipping their toes. Like, ah, it's, it's, freaking, it's freaking cold. You get in the water, you get used to it. Yeah. That's, that's that's when it. that's how it works in in all things. So, where are are the the limiting factor is never worse than when you're picturing how bad it can be. Well, that is everything that we're gonna do today, Constantinos uh, Medinos. It's uh, it's been a pleasure meeting you, talking to you, sharing uh, in an hour's worth of uh, of wisdom to my audience. As always, it's an honor and a privilege to collect this information, use it for my own benefit. I, should, I was saying that ironically, and now I mean it, and to share it with all of you. So to everybody, take care, and we will check in soon. Thanks for listening. You might have found this show on many number of platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or right here on Debutify. Whatever the case, if you enjoy this content and want to help us thrive, please take a few moments to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you think is best. We also want to hear from you. So whether you think you'd be a good guest or want to weigh in on anything related to our show, you can email podcast at debutify.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Finally, this podcast is created by the passionate team at Debutify. 
If you're ready to take the plunge into e-commerce or are looking to up your game, head over to Debutify.com and see how it can change your life and the lives of many through what you do next.